Today we have a very special guest, man. Um, it, it, this dude, he's he's definitely somebody um, that's that's very special to me in my life, man. He's very encouraging. Uh, this brother is somebody who I really look to, man, look up to um, as far as like how he handles business and how who he is, man, and and how people value him. It's very inspiring to me. And um, it's, there's no other way to start off this podcast uh, in our first episode by inviting our brother, Hetty Coleman, man. Uh, how you doing, brother Hetty? Hetty Coleman. I'm good, Dennis. I'm good, Preston. Yes. How y'all living? Man, living. Blessed, man. <laughs> yeah, we living. Blessed. Now, I always tell people I'm not as good on this side of the mic. So, <laughs> meaning like I'm typically the one doing the interviews. And so I'm not a very good interviewee if I, if that's if that's the way I think that's I it's, think a that's dynamic, huh? yeah. it's a different dynamic. It's a different dynamic, and it definitely yeah. is trying to trying to answer questions. Uh, and so and, and then you know most people always say, "Well, I'm not very good at talking about myself." So uh, so yeah, but let's jump in. Well, we gonna need you to be good at it today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, we, I'm gonna do my best. All yeah, right, because we 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 just now learning how to be interviewers. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> we in the, we in the same boat. We in the same boat, man. So, how do y'all feel about episode one? Yes, the episode first one, one for you. Yes. Uh, how you feel about that? I'm I'm actually loving it, man. Um, you know, this is something that I've always been interested in doing, but just never knew if I'd be good at it. So it's uh, it's definitely one of those things that is awesome to be able to experience, and just praying that the Lord use it how He see fit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm and I'm excited too. Uh, my bro Preston shot me the invite, you know, said, hey, uh, the Lord put something on my heart to start a podcast called Let the Redeemed of the Lord Say So. And uh, I said, let me think about it, bro. I honestly, uh, I kind of was back and forth with the idea, but I said, man, I got to give God my yes. So I'm here. Come on. I'm here. So and I praise God. So let's let's do it, man. I'm excited. I got a question, though. How did interviewees start asking questions and interview us? How did oh, that happen? Oh, my God. <laughs> see, I see what you did there. I see yeah, what you did there. That's, that's kind of the way that I try to roll. You know, one, one of the things people uh, ask me sometimes, I don't know if they ask me, but I always tell them. So one of my most uh, memorable moments was me going to a, a bar. Yeah. And at this time, I was saved and, and, and pretty... Uh, um, faithful in my walk and everything and I didn't go to bars at this time to drink or anything but I'm still game to go to a bar at any time yeah, yeah. like our, our establishment that would not be considered faith based and, and they say well how do you do that and I said you just control the conversation meaning like you go in with the questions and things like that so then it doesn't veer off into something that may be inappropriate now you the setting may be inappropriate but the conversation and how you can have an impact on the people that you're with because then they'll leave out and be like man he didn't drink he didn't smoke with us and the conversation was all something and it's not even got to be bible based yeah. right. but inspirational yeah. based meaning yeah. like what man what's your story what kind of work you do yeah. how can i help you in that work right right, right. so uh so i'm i've always trained myself to begin to be the question asker. So. Amen. Right, right. Amen. But I know y'all. It, so it helps, though. Ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it helps. Yeah. It helps. Yeah, so you you able to go into a bar and, like, not ruin your witness to somebody for Christ. And, um, like, it kind of reminded me of that scripture of, like, being as wise as serpent and innocent as dove. Like, you yeah. go in there with a strategy to, yeah. to, to you know, go in there and, and not ruin your witness and be able to encourage somebody in the process so that's that's good yes that's, that's yeah. good yeah. yeah 
Not, that doesn't mean I'm always going to bars and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He said I'm not endorsing. But that. If, 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 if I feel if I feel like man, I, I think I should go with these. This is gonna be yeah. my best way to reach these people. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm all in. Like I go. I got a similar. Um, I got a similar um, situation, man. Uh, so one of one of my best friends. He's he's really like my brother, man. We grew up doing music together, and um, he was telling me about an event that he's about to have. And it was that one of the Guthrie bars, and he invited me, and um, and it was one of those things to where. I struggle with it because I'm like, this ain't where I'm supposed to be at. And then I was like, man, you know what? Let me, let me, I, like, I didn't tell him this, but I just, I was talking to my wife about it. And I was like, I'm going to pray about it. And I said, you know, where, where I was working at at the time, man, you really couldn't get no days off. And I was like, well, if the Lord permit for me to get this day off and that schedule opened up, then I'll go, you know, and, and the schedule opened up. And, you know, so when I first got in there, I didn't really speak to nobody. I was just, you know, chilling in my own zone. And then, uh, you know, somebody came up to me and he's like, what you in here hiding for? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I said, I really ain't hiding. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing here, you know. And I uh, just asked the Lord, you know, to continue to show me. But, man, by the end of that night, I ended up witnessing to, to about four people, man, and, wow. um, and, and prayed with two of them, man. So, you know, we never know why the Lord is asking us to go or be somewhere, you know. So I do love how you brought that up because sometimes it is very necessary, you right. know, uh, to to still be about your father's business. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. It don't always look churchy. Right. Yeah. But with Jesus, yeah. it didn't look churchy. Come you on. Know, but. One of my favorite is uh, Matthew 9, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew, he, he asked Matthew to... Come follow him. Yeah. And then later him Matthew invites him to the party. Yes. Jesus goes to the party. Right? Absolutely. And, and and at some point the religious folks, people are now seeing Jesus hanging out at the party. Come on. Mm -hmm. Now I say this, this is my thought, right? Because after that, they come and approach Jesus and like, man, what in the world are you doing hanging out at this party? Yeah. Now if, if Jesus would have been in there acting like them. And partaking of them, why there's no need to even asking him why did you come to this party? Right, right. we know what you came. Yeah, for. we know what you came. <laughs> right. We see what you're doing. Come on, yeah. But no, but Jesus was like, man, I come because this is where sick people are. Yeah, right. And sick people need healthy people in their lives. Come on, right. So if, if we're not willing to show up at the party, mm -hmm. how do we reach sick people? Come on, absolutely. Yeah, come yeah. on. Where sick religious people who who yeah yeah uh, challenge Jesus. Are gonna challenge you, yeah. But people who have a heart for people are gonna applaud you, right? And thank you for being a light. And so, Amen. that's good. Amen. Those, that's the good stuff, man. That's right. the kind of stuff getting me all choked up. I love that. So, so Hedy, tell us about tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We gonna shift gears. Yeah. You ain't asking us no more questions. This whole interview. <laughs> Let's get to so, it. So the, 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 the quick introduction is uh, I'm from Guthrie. Okay. Uh, Grew up in Guthrie, graduated from Guthrie. Uh, during, during my time in school here, I, I was probably would have been considered more of a hoodlum, right? Somebody who constantly got in trouble. Uh, my sophomore year was the first time I had my first time getting shot at. Uh, I was uh, in Oklahoma City in, in Musgrave, which was a gang territory. I'm hooping. Yeah. People come and shoot us, right? Um, my senior year, I'm just kind of giving you some highlights. My senior year, I played football, won 
my, my senior year, my only year I played in high school. Uh, led the state in tackles. Come on. Gasson, so basically, Gasson they won the championship because of you. Uh, no, we did not win the championship. Man. I was so bummed, but yeah. uh, we did not win the championship. But I didn't even expect to start. Yeah. Like that summer, I just decided I was going to go play football my last year because it was my opportunity to hang out with my friends the most because they all play football. Yeah. Right. So they would have gave us football season and then track season. So I went out, but I made sure that I was in shape because I wanted to at least show up because I knew. A big part of uh, standing out is being in shape. So I didn't want to be the guy bent over. I want to be the guy still standing up whenever we did our exercise or whatever. Yeah. And so uh, in my senior year, that that same year, the coaches called me in the office. They like, Hetty, uh, they call me Greg. Hetty didn't come until later in life. Uh, that name. Um, and so they they said, Hetty, we want you to be. Um, we want you to be a part of the core leadership of this team because they brought in who they thought all the leaders were. And they said, we know essentially your reputation, you're a leader, uh, and we want you to be a part of that even though this is your first year of football. So th- that happened. And then um, they said, hey, we want you to start, be our middle linebacker, our start middle linebacker. Because just, we know you got the tenacity, you came in shape. And they, they had some other position they wanted me to do. But I was like, man, I'm not trying to, like football's not my thing like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I said, I'll play defense. And so I played defense. I played me in the linebacker. And so then at the end of that year, I got defensive player of the year. Um, but even in that, my freshman year uh, was the year that Rodney King uh, got beat. And so one of the things was we just kind of rallied all the black people yeah. and whoever else wanted to be a part of that. And we wore signs and different things like that. And they called me into the office and they was like, now I'm a freshman. Yeah. And they say, uh, we, we need you to calm your people down. You came to a freshman and ask me to calm my people down yeah, like wow. that yeah. that just shows you kind of like the influence yeah. at an early age uh that i was able and i think uh understanding how i interacted with people was a lot of it yeah like because i never was like even though you may get deemed as a tough guy like i never i wasn't out just beating folks up right. or doing right. any of that kind of stuff i was strategic in how people began to see me in that light and so always just trying to figure out how I can create the most influence and, and so graduate I go to college with Doom Cookman on a scholarship I didn't show up for football I just went and I hung out at the beach until school started I didn't go to do it and all that stuff I went early I was supposed to show up for football I didn't do it and so anyway I went to Bethune Cookman and then came back to Oklahoma after my first semester and in that um, man about 21, 22 I just decided, you know, I was done partying. I wanted to begin to really live the life that I believe my family showed, exemplified before me, the one that, the way that I knew Christ wanted me to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just kind of, I came home from the club that night and I was in my bed. Yeah. And I was smoking a black and mild. And it was just that moment, like, and I heard God say Monday through Sunday. And I was like, man, what is Monday through Sunday? Yeah. Right? And so essentially what he was saying, he gave me go win way back in the day. Like now yeah. I say go win all the time. And really Monday through Sunday's go win. Yeah. And what he was saying was, hey, show up in my word every day. And he gave me the scripture, First uh, Peter 2 and 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. And, wow. uh, and so in that, I took a hold of that. And he showed me some other verses, Psalms 1, 2, uh, where it talks about, hey, stay, Psalms, let's start at Psalm 1. Stay away from certain kinds of people. Right. Meditate in my word then. And he said, be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Again, be consistent in my word. Your season is going to come. Right. Joshua 1 8. Yeah. Meditate on my word. You, you'll prosper and have good success. Yeah. Right. Take care. So the, he showed me these verses early. And I started digging in God's word. Then he gave me t- t- 
Romans 12, 1 and 2, as far as renewing my mind, being transformed, that I know the good and perfect will of God. And then uh, later on, uh, after that moment, that night, God called me into ministry. And so I thought I was going to be a pulpit preacher. And meaning, like, I want to get me some suits and goodwill. <laughs> I thought I was going to be preaching, right? I was going to show up to these churches and be preaching. And one day I'm running, man, out on Northwest Expressway. My target right there, Northwest Expressway and uh, Rockwell. I was living out there. And I heard God, like, that ain't what I called you to. I was like, what are you talking about? That's not what you called me to. So I didn't call you to be this poor preacher. And this is the first time like, I feel like I had a real conversation with God outside of the time he told me Monday through Sunday. And he's like, I called you to outreach. And I was like, what in the world is outreach? And I just tell you these things because this is who I am. Yeah. Uh, and he said, acts of kindness. And from that moment, I just always tried to figure out how can I be the kindest to people right. and, 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 and love on folks. And so that's been my ministry ever since. And I try to do that typically through... Uh, getting people to share their story with me because I think one of the kindest things you can do is listen to somebody. Yeah, and right. Take in their story. Um, in in that, Bernadette and I, Bernadette, I, so we planted like several churches. And Bernadette, church, your wife. Bernadette, my wife. And so uh, the, the one of the churches we planted was All Aces. Bernadette started coming to that. Her brother and I were still good friends, and Bernadette went to high school with me as well. And so, um, but we never dated anything like that in high school. She was a little bit younger than me. Bernadette started coming to church with me. We started kind of having a friendship. We were already friends, but a little bit more talking. We It was like December 2002. Gotcha. And I was like, man, if we still talking, let's see what it looks like in May. Yeah. So we were still friends and hanging out and yeah. All right. together. And so July, I was in Florida. She came, I came back there. We were doing the outreach. We were really big on outreach. I mean, like, big on outreach. I mean, when I say outreach, like, we were going out and we were passing out thousands of flyers because this is really before social media took place. So uh, to reach people, you got to right. really go knock on doors. And I had already learned to knock on doors, like, in the early 80s with my grandfather. Like, we would go witnessing on Saturday mornings. Okay. So knocking on doors was nothing to me. So we would go knock on thousands of doors in the summer to get people to come to an outreach event where we have these big old truck and on stage and people rap in and we give out door prizes and all these things. And wow. Bernadette yeah. was doing that. I was in Florida. I come back. I show up at one of the apartment complexes that they were passing out flyers and I asked her to marry me. And so and now Bernadette, you know, is the greatest thing for me. Come on. Have been married going on 18 years now. With Praise children. God. Uh, one of my oldest sons about to get married. I have a middle son that's 16, and I have my favorite child, which is my princess, and she's 14. And so, that's a little bit about me, man. I live in Guthrie, America, and uh, I'm a I'm a starter. I'm a, a serial starter. I love yeah. to start stuff. Come on, and <laughs> learn to try to finish something. I'm gonna yeah. finish something at some point. Come on, but uh, I love starting stuff. I love people. I love helping people, coaching people. Um, yeah, that's the one. Stuff, one of the main things that I'm inspired by, man. Of the many things of who you are, bro. That's something that truly inspires me. And it continues to show me how to, like you say, show up and then go win, you know. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Go Win, please. Yeah, so Go Win, man. Uh, like I said, it, it came to me early. Now that I'm thinking about this. God told me Monday through Sunday. And Go Win is based off First uh, Psalms 1, 1, 2, and 3 in the sense of like, Go in is being consistent and doing the right things that allow for you to achieve the wins that you define for your life so that you can live out your greatest story. And God gave me that in the sense of like my win in life, my big win is to be just like Christ. Come on. Right. I said in order to do that, you got to do these right things. That's to show up in my word. Come on. Every day. Right. And that principle goes to anything. You want to lose weight? 
be consistent eating yeah. right yeah exercise right yeah yeah um you want a uh you want a brand new car be consistent in saving money yeah be consistent in showing right. up at work yeah. to in order to get the money yeah got to yeah. yeah so you want a great marriage be consistent in date night yeah respecting each other fighting fair come on like so it, it's go win is just about being consistent and so it, but it started out as a hashtag i didn't have a definition at that time i just want to encourage people everybody knows what it means to go yeah. everybody knows what it means to win come on and so right. somebody see that like go win all right yeah i got you yeah got go you. win then i then people started asking me like is there more to it i came up with that definition that i just shared and then i built a workshop around it so we do these go win workshops and i built this packet where people go through these packets to to define their wins and then discover what are the right things in order to achieve those wins and then in, in that you kind of make adjustments as needed uh if you find that you're not making progress on the win based on whatever you thought originally you were going to be consistent in and so that's going win man and so now i got t-shirts i do go win talks and and what's, yeah. what's the websites where, where they can find uh, your merch and stuff? Yeah, so you can go to HeddyColeman.com, H-E-A-D-Y, Coleman.com, and everything's there. Awesome, awesome. So kind of shifting gears here, I heard you say uh, at some point that you were still going by Greg. How did you get the name Hetty? Yeah, so uh, my best friend uh has a big brother and his name is larry and larry because i have a good sized dome oh there it is yeah. <laughs> i have a good sized head it's, it was so much so that when i was in high school they had to go to the university of central oklahoma to get me a helmet and so uh but he started calling me hetty lamar and what happened was he would call me hetty lamar not the i'm not thinking about anything of it uh then people started kind of calling me hetty who was around yeah but one day, my wife and I, we, were, we decided to do these T-shirts. And what happened was, so I write, and so these T-shirts, uh, I write these stories, and I would make the, the title would be two words, like frozen laughs, and I would bring them together. And I would write these stories, and they would be like five to ten sentences long, and at the end of each story, I would say hello to the title. Say hello, frozen laugh. And so what I did was I created these T-shirts that had the titles, and then they had these short stories on the back. Nice, gotcha. And so, but every story would say hello to the to the title at the end. That's how you ended the story. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so we wanted to do these teas. We're like, man, what are we gonna call these teas? And we're sitting in the kitchen in Highland, uh, North Highlands, where we lived at, you know, on 89th Street. And we're sitting in this little house, and we're in the kitchen, and she's cooking, and I'm sitting there. I'm always working, so I'm sitting there. I'm working. I have this dime, man, and so I have this dime, and I'm drawing it. Then I draw these eyeballs. I draw the circle. I trace it. Then I draw these eyeballs. A little line. Draw the eyeball. A little line. And then this little slit for the mouth. I was like, we're gonna call them heady tees. Heady tees. And ever since then, I've been heady. Stuck with it. Yeah. 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 And so when I turned forty, I was like, I'm gonna go back to my real name. And one of my mentors, one of my peer mentors, was like, bro, nobody knows your real name. <laughs> <laughs> so much so, nobody knows my real name. Sometimes people will give me a gift, a check. Like, hey, they just oh, want to bless me. And they would be writing Hetty Coleman on it. And so I was at church one day and I was on stage. I was like, hey, I just want to let y'all know, like, <laughs> Hetty's not my real name. <laughs> and so you should have saw people's faces. Like, people literally think my name's Hetty. One time this lady calls and she said, hey, I met your twin. I was like, who's my twin? And she's like, I met Hetty at John Vance. I'm like, oh, I am Hetty. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, I thought you were great. I'm like, no, that, yeah. 
So, oh man. Yeah, so that's how Hetty so came So you started about. actually getting checks with Hetty to Hetty Coleman. Like I can't do nothing. I just got with one this. last week. Hetty Coleman. <laughs> they let you, my they my let bank you, lets me cash them. Like, all right, like, cool. Yeah, yeah. My bank is. Well, you yeah. might as well stick with Hetty. Yeah, yeah. No, I ran for office. Yeah. I ran for office. Hetty Coleman was my name. Come wow. On. I didn't even put my real name. That's awesome. But my my, my family still calls me. Like you, if you hear somebody call me Greg, you know they probably either know me for a while. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, because I rarely ever say Greg. Gotcha. Usually it's, it's vice versa. Like, usually your family gives you a nickname, and then <clears throat> when you go out into the world, you start you start telling people your 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 real yeah, name. Yeah. Like, so that kind of happened kind of backwards. Yeah. Like, like I my family knows me by DJ, so they call me DJ. But everybody like when I grew up and and left the house and went to the military, everybody after that is Dennis. Yes. So yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. No, that's that's the way that it works. So it's all good. You gave you gave us um, a little a little piece of you know um, how, when the Lord started speaking to you. Mm-hmm. So what is who were who were some of your influences at a younger age um, who were showing you who Christ is in your life? Oh, man, like my so my grandfather's a pastor, and that I grew up around my family who were all you know believers for the most part and so my uncles my aunts like my mom has 12 siblings and so my uncles and aunts all kind of raised me because i was the oldest i was the oldest grandchild and so i was almost like the 14th child yeah and so just being in the in the home with my grand my grandparents my mom you know were probably the most influential people in my life i don't really have anybody like you know how some people like I may be that person for some people. Yeah. You know, and but I'm not their family members. Yeah. Like, I really don't have anybody that stands out to me. Gotcha. Uh, growing up, there wasn't not family. Yeah. So it's either right. my uncles or my aunts yeah. who were the most influential people uh, in my life. And I think the the great thing about them too, they let me be me. Like and so that has that has been a real blessing. My my mom has always let me be very independent. Uh, maybe to a fault sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. So my family, I don't, I can't think. Like that's kind of strange. Now I've never thought about that. Yeah, I, it, I don't have anybody outside of my family. Right. Like now, as I've gotten older, I have mentors uh, that uh, I, I've been intentional with, and I speak highly of. And um, but other than that, and my father, I didn't meet my dad until I was ten. So. Gotcha. Uh, and, and, and at that time he was a church goer and yeah. things like that and uh, and has provided much wisdom and things like that in my life but I grew up mainly with my my mom and my Pam, family yeah family yeah, man. I awesome. think that's pretty awesome man you know to, to know that you came up with a, a solid foundation mm-hmm. because that is that's that's critical you know yeah now it it was a solid foundation, but it was craziness. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, my my family versus your like your situation, your yeah. story is completely different than mine. Yeah, but we got our crazy. You know. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, they're still humans. Yes. Right. Amen. Um, now, when as you were also, you know, giving us a little bit of that story, would you say that that was the crossroads to your story of redemption, like being reconciled back to the Father? Um. You know, as far as, cause like, in a sense, you know, we every every one of us, you know, as we come to Christ, there's there's a there's a story of being redeemed. So, would you say that that is your story? So I, I don't know. I'm a little bit different. So I'm a little bit different in this. So I believe that when I was seven years old, when I came to know Jesus Christ, Amen. Um, 
not seven years old, I didn't get in God's word. Right. And yeah. Grow and mature. Right. And, and and so I could learn to discern right from wrong. Yeah. From a spiritual perspective, uh, I think when at twenty one, when I was sitting there, I'm like, Hey, God, I, you know, I, I recognize my lack of yeah. my inability to be who you've called me to be. What does it look like for me to begin that journey? Uh, and that was like 22, 23, somewhere in there. And that's when he told me Monday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Where, so I didn't know. I didn't go get rebaptized. Right, I didn't, right, do, I didn't right. do any of that because I truly believe at seven, you were I made a, I made a choice and, and knew who Jesus Christ was in my life. I just had not been taking the right steps. You know, here and there, I would maybe uh, get in God's word, but nothing consistent. Right. And right. so uh, I believe I was redeemed at seven. the time Jesus Christ died on the cross. Come I on, just right. hadn't accepted him. I hadn't accepted that redemption, like that. and right. so that—that's my perspective. People yeah. have different perspectives. I'm just telling you, kind of, that's just yeah. the way that that I lean on that, and I just hadn't felt like God has seen me any different than yeah. <laughs> He did right. when I was born. I think yeah. He loved me and I like wanted that. Jesus Christ to be my Savior, and I just needed to make a choice to be consistent. And I believed He, was, I believed in Him and being my Savior when I was seven. So, Amen. Amen. That's good. So that's good. That moment where God told you uh, Monday through Sunday, and you feel like that was kind of the call to maybe uh, being a pastor, right? Did you ever run from that call? No. So I think when he told me Monday through Sunday, he was saying, "This, you want to grow in me? You want to be who, who I've called you to be? Oh, gotcha. That was at that point. Then later on, whenever I started digging in God's word for myself and really growing, right. I felt a call. Uh, but at and I say that I think I, I understood my calling uh, that that He's kind of laid on all of us, and that's one to be be ministers and to serve folks. And, Come on. and then the next one is to go out to all the world and be to make disciples. Right? I believe that God called us, and then He gives us these unique giftings, uh, you know, um, encourager and all these things like that. And I feel like God has blessed me to be an encourager. I just hadn't really understood that. Right. And so I thought that he was calling me to be a pulpit preacher. That's probably because I watched my grandpa and I yeah. probably got inspired yeah. one Sunday while I was sitting out in the thing. And I was like, <laughs> that's what he wants me to be because that's what all people do when they go into ministry, right? Right. And so I think then he kind of gave me, backtracked me. I was like, no, this is what I called you to do. I, one, I've gifted you to be an encourager. But I don't think there's going to be any greater encourager right. than, than what God has gifted me to be. And then he said, this is the role that... I want you to go on. And so in that, I just show up and serve folks, whatever that may need to look whatever like. Whatever that looks like, huh? But my yeah. my thing is to be an encourager. And so that's really not great, you know. Amen. Um, would you say that those are the moments that just gave you the heart change to really have the desire to want to please the Lord as well? What was that? Um, as far as like the Monday through oh, Sunday. Oh, the Monday through Sunday? Yeah, that's, yeah. Was, that, was that the time like where you said, I'm done living Hetty's way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, at that time, I was intentional about asking him, Okay, God, what does it look like for me to be who I've seen my grandma be, who I've seen them preach? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who, yeah. The life that they've lived for me. And, and Monday through Sunday is not, that's, I don't know why he's spoken to me in that way. Yeah. But as I said, then he started showing me scriptures. Yeah. I think he understood, he, he knew that when he said Monday through Sunday to me, I could get every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who do, how do I become who you want me to be? Yeah. It's like every day. Monday through Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so now that's not any different from you. You are Dennis, right? Right. Everybody should be in God's word. Everybody. First Peter 2 and 2 desire uh, milk as a newborn babe and you will grow thereby was not just for Hetty. 
yeah. Right. He just spoke to me in that way. That's what got the wheels turning. Yeah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think it's magic. Yeah. Come on. I think it's super practical. That my approach. It is. And, it, and when I share gospel and teach people, I'm trying to be as practical as I can. Come on. And God right. was super practical. And he's like, Hetty or Greg <laughs> or whatever he called <laughs> yeah. it at that moment. Yeah. Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Who they, who's not going to get that? Yeah. Right. That's simple. <laughs> that's, that's simple. So. And then in that, when you start. My son and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, delight in yourself in him. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Yes. I always say God's tricking you. Because when he says delight yourself, now you think what well, he's going to yeah. give me, he's going to give me my Tesla. I desire a big house. But once you truly delight yourself in God, like, I hadn't even thought about it. Uh, right. Yeah. He kind of he just aligns your will yeah. with his. Yeah. yeah. And now, okay, I give you my will. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Once I delight my, I'm like, oh, there's nothing greater. Than what he wants for my life. Come on, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like all this other yeah. stuff is cool. Yeah. Right. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. You're not taking none of it with yeah. you. Yeah. Absolutely. And it does nothing for you. Yes. Nope. There's no substance in a big house. Yes. Outside of being cool and having some space. Yeah. Right. He shows it's you how to value those things. Yeah. Like value his his. Yeah. 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 Like, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. Yeah. Like, I want a Tesla. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, I'd right. take one. I'd at the, at the I'd end of one. the day, right now, my car has a dent in the side of it. Somebody hit me. I was like, gone. It's no big deal. Yeah. Like, my wife was like, what? Yeah. You, but to me, I'm like, it's running. Yeah. It's Come getting on. me to where I need to go. And the other thing I like about it, because I think people do see me as someone like, man, this guy successful, whatever, like. I don't want them looking at me and I'm driving around in some fan. They think yeah. that's yeah, like, yeah, oh, that's man. what success looks like. Yeah, yeah I'm jumping out the car. I'm a love on you, man. Come Let's on. roll. So what? You what can do that with a Tesla? What do you? What do you drive right now, Hetty? I drive a Mini Cooper, 2005. What? Well, then in the side. Then in the side. And the muffler's loud because <laughs> yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I heard you firing that joke up just before we came here, and that was like, I said, "Dang, that little that little thing sounds good." Yeah, no, that's a muffler problem. That's a muffler problem. No, but it, I mean, the engine's so like good. The Mini Cooper's yeah. a nice car. It's a 2005 though. It's yeah. getting it's it's old. Yeah. So, Hetty, um, I was talking with Preston, and he said. Um, that you tell you tell people to go out and get a pair of red socks or you mm-hmm. or what is the significance with you what's your deal with red socks I, I heard you wear red socks every day I see you got yeah. sandals on today I, I, hey I wanted to try to surprise them today with some red socks but I told them I told them it's hard to find them I, I looked you on Amazon them I couldn't Amazon. find they had dingy reds and I'm yeah. like I want solid red yeah. I didn't know where to find them at man I'm still looking yeah so yeah I wore red socks if I, if I have on socks it's gonna be red I mean, where it sounds like today, but so every year I make a list of like these are the things. So I call it the, so my 47th. So I turn 47 uh, June 1st, and so I say the 47th year of life. These are something that I'm gonna do. And so I have 47 things. I think it was my 45th year of life. I said I'm gonna wear red socks every day for a year, and uh, for that 45th year of life. And so I did it, and I just kept doing it because I, I'm. I'm I say I'm a minimalist or trying to get to that place. So right. like all of my clothes, for the most part, are black. Like, it's all the same thing. And so a lot of it's just just min- just living a minimal minimalist life. Like, I just don't want right. to think about things that it's just a waste of time to right. me in my head. And so um, so it's easy to just grab a pair of red socks every day. Yeah. And it's a conversation starter. Yeah. True. 
like people see me wearing it i post yeah. it on social media this is it's a story that i want people to to grab a hold to and see so that again it's just me trying to create the story to be able to have conversations like this and i probably yeah. get asked that you know like i was on a podcast yesterday with this leadership company called strata and they asked me the same so yeah it's, it's one of the common things that uh I've created for myself for people to talk to me about. Hey, well, it's working, man. Yeah. You you're using it as a conversation starter, and then plus it got a deeper meaning, like as far as like being minimal. Yeah, minimal. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's dope. So it yeah, is. I share it on social media all the time. Yeah, because he got me inspired to want to wear some red socks now. <laughs> me and Dominique, like I said, we was talking about getting some, man. So when we find them, bro, we go get us a large pack of. I'm them. just gonna have you in my pocket. Everybody that I have in my pocket, <laughs> I give them a pair of red socks. Yeah, so yeah, I need got, those. You don't have to worry about <laughs> I that. I need so them. Hey. Let's just get that let's just make that happen let's Come schedule, on, schedule that up yeah so yeah. Well, between us i ain't even got no socks on right now so <laughs> <laughs> My piece wait went. you got shoes on with no socks i'll tell everybody <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't find I, I couldn't find my no shows this morning so i, I was like, oh man let me just go ahead and put them on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay so hey i had a i had another question i wanted to ask you so as a christian man um, what what would you say is one of the biggest challenges um, in this faith walk as a Christian? And how do you maintain? Like, how do you how do you get through it? Yeah, I, for me, it's consistency in His Word, and so one of the ways that I help myself be consistent in digging in His Word is I, I use an app called Tick Tick, and in that app, it shows you how many days in a row that you're consistent in doing something, so I check it off. So I have like five or six things that I try to do every day. Uh, share a devotion with my family, read my Bible, read two pages of a book, uh, do 10 kettlebell swings, do 10 push-ups, uh, walk 30 minutes. Gotcha. And so in those, it's like I feel like are the core things that help me. Yeah. Show up right. every day. And so I use a, I use that, that type of thing to help me. Like, all right, I got to show up in God's Word. And... There's the verse of the day on you version that pops up on my phone every day, and I'm a big believer in meditating, meaning chewing on. Yeah, uh, and so that helps me have something to chew on throughout the throughout the day. If, if there's nothing else, I'll just share that and chew on that, whatever that verse is. Uh, unless God is asking me to do something specific, I used to like having concordance. I'll do word study so I can understand like love means this in this particular verse versus in this verse and things like that. Then I spent a, a good portion of my years up until 47 from the time I was 22 or 23 that I got God's word every day. And so in that, I think over time, I'm like, God has shown me a more simple and practical ways. Like, hey, just, just, just chew on this. Hold on to this word. And then if there's a time that I need to teach something, I'll be more intentional about, okay, let me break this down or see what this looks like. But I try to stay in my lane. I'm an encourager. So yeah. Yeah. You've heard me preach. If yeah. I get on stage to preach or whatever, it's me mainly just encouraging. I'm not yeah. teaching. I'm yeah. not really right. teaching. And so I, I try to stay in that, that lane. Amen. So, that's but yeah, fine. my biggest challenge is probably being consistent in God's word. And that's yeah. probably the reason he told me about this Sunday because yeah. he knew right. that was going to be my biggest challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right. I'm, I'm, yeah, so... I'm a scatterbrain. Like nah, I, 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 I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can relate. Yes. We talked about that this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I can relate. So the common theme that I'm hearing with you, Hetty, uh, as far as like how you how you stay in God and, 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 and walk with Christ is through 
practicality and being being consistent. So, yeah, and I love that, man. That, that definitely is encouraging to me because we can tend to over overthink things and we can tend to overcomplicate things, but it's really not as complicated as we, as we make it sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, I just love the practicality and like your testimony and, and, and the way that you um, you move forward in Christ. Like, that's encouraging, bro. Amen. Yeah. Then I got to be mindful of that, too, like, because sometimes we can be more dogmatic about the way that we lean and God right. designed us. So I got to be careful in that. Well. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. he, he created us all different. So yeah. I think it's, it's healthy to have those people who, who do kind of are yes. deep thinkers yes. as well and, yes. and, and don't, you know, don't have that, that, you know, that life ain't just as simple. So, yeah, I mean, it's good to have those type of people, too. Yeah, yeah man. Yep, that's what makes the body. That's the what body. makes us a body. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, so, here's my question though: who, who was Jesus' deep thinker? Do you say Jesus was a deep thinker or a simple thinker? I think he kept things simple. Yeah, you know, I think he, I think he definitely kept things simple and understanding. Um, you know, because like when I, how I think about it, you know, a lot of people when they read the word, they try to say that it's difficult, but it's it's really not. It's it's all about do you know him. You know, and if you know him, his word would be revealed to you, you know, because that means that you have spent time. This is like, um, you know, there were things that I didn't know about my wife until I got to know her. You know what I mean? It was things that she showed me that I didn't understand. But when I got to know her, it was more easier to understand, you know. And so it's, it's definitely one of those things to where the more time you spend with God, the more you know about God. We'll never fully, you know. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying, but but as far as his word, you know, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm still wondering, like, which one of his disciples is a deep thinker? Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say Thomas, man. No, but on on the flip side, I do think Jesus. I, he he was kind of a deep thinker too. I and I say that because. The way he delivered messages, like the way he did it in parables to where like, okay, it left people like, well, what is he talking about? Like, and so, um, but like Preston said, if you get to know him, he will, he will break it down plainly to you. Like he said, uh, and one of the scriptures he was, he was telling his disciples, like, um, I speak to you guys and, you know, past times I I spoke to you in parables, but um, from this time forward, I'm just gonna tell you plainly, like, yeah, yeah. Tell you straight up. Yeah. I'm gonna just tell you straight, <laughs> straight up. So, so yeah. So I think I think we could kind of look at it both ways, but yeah, Jesus, he 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 was simple. He he did make it simple too, though. At the same time, that's why I love the gospel. Come on, right, man. I love learning about Jesus because I mean, just the way he led. It was to me, it just came off so simple. Yes. Like he didn't overcomplicate. No, people. not at all. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, and so. Yeah. Anyway, I, I my, yeah. So, so so get ready to close out, man. Uh, so it's so I will ask you. I want to ask you this. So we we have people who are coming to know know Christ on a daily basis, and um and sometimes it's it's a struggle, it's a hump that is hard to get over. And then second, we have some that are in Christ but they could be in that that slump so for the person who wants to know God um, or the struggling to to truly um, go forward as far as you know receiving them as Lord and Savior what would you tell them and then to to help them 
who receive Christ. Um, and, and second, um, for the person who, who just probably is, just got tired in their walk, um, what would you what would you tell them? You know, probably the same thing. Uh, I would probably say, man, I'm going to pray that, or ma'am, I'm going to pray that God places some incredible people in your life to encourage you on a daily basis. I think about Hebrews 10, 24. You know, uh, he said, let's encourage one another to love and do good. In in those places like that, I think when God says to love and good do, they both say, oh, let me go do things that not only about me. It begins to take your mind off things. So right. in, in either place, I think we need to start taking our mind off ourselves and start placing it on other people. Because in that, you learn to begin to have faith. Like, God's going to take care of me. Let me go try that. Yeah. Right. He says, if you deny, you know, deny, deny yourself. Yeah. Pick up your cross and follow me. Follow me. Like in that, I feel like that's what we're doing. We say, hey, let me encourage you to love and go do good for other people. And he says, and because some forsake the assembling together with one another, he says, and as time draw near, this needs to happen more and more, right? Yeah. And so those both those people, I would be praying that God places people in their lives to help encourage them around whatever those challenges is. If it's lack of the inability to to, to to grow in their faith walk or they find themselves, they've been in their faith walk and they find themselves in a dark place. Yeah. It's people. Yeah. Like, who are these people that are going to come in your life? Who's that prodigal, um, not the prodigal, but who's that good Samaritan yeah. that's going to be right. walking by you at that moment of yeah. being beaten down by life or people or whatever. Yeah. Or on. it could be that, that place of just being down and dry because you don't know who you are. Right. You just need those people to walk by you that come say, on. I love folks so much that I want to take both commandments. The first and the last is around love. Yeah. Love God. Right. Love yeah. people. Yeah. And so I think just getting people into that place uh, is, is where I would start. And then from that, really start getting deep into God's word, do a study. And what does that look like? I think that's important at some point in your life to spend a season in doing that. Yeah. And then you go into that meditating and chewing on God's word. Yeah. And I think it just continues to change that it just transform your mind transform yeah. your mind man. come on listen man it says <laughs> stimulate if, your mind yeah, man. if you re- <laughs> renew your mind you'll be transformed and you will begin to know the good and perfect will come of god on. what else do you need to know come that's on. it uh, that's like, it. what else do you need to know come on if that's this is it. god's will let's do this thing that's good i know yeah. god's good and perfect that's will good. when i transform my mind with god's word Amen. What else is there? I, I love there. It's like, bro, what else? And how much simpler is like, if I dig into it, I'm going to know. Yeah. That's right. where I want to be. Yeah. I want to be in that place. Come on. And I think the hard part of that is showing up. Getting there. Yeah. Showing up. It's showing wow. Up, so, yeah. Love that. All right. Well, Pastor Hetty, we sure appreciate you being our first uh interviewee yeah, I, yeah, yeah even though you try to reverse the roles a couple <laughs> times we, we appreciate you being here man and and we love you and uh hey let the redeemed of the lord say so and you did that Just for-
your knees, fall on your knees and pray. God will give you what you need. Just fall on your knees, fall on your knees and pray. Will you take a sip? Will you take a sip? Will you take a sip?